0: Funky
1: <laughs> you <listen>. wrestling cheers
2: <laughs> Taking away in the world today takes everything you got taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot Wouldn't you like to get away
1: Sometimes you
0: And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name. Especially when there's a Big Lebowski reference. This is Wrestling Cheers, we like to talk about things going the Northeast Ohio independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. This is a review of AIW's This Aggression Will Not Stand, Man. I'm your host, Justin Summers, and Wrestling Cheers is brought to you by Midwest Territory. Please rate, review, and subscribe. your are ever listening to fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, or Podbean, wrestlingchairs.podbean.com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, facebook.com slash wrestlingchairs, twitter.com slash wrestlingchairs, instagram.com slash wrestlingchairs. Email, if you so choose Desire Wrestling cheers at gmail.com. Like I said, this is going to be a review of AIW's Return to Youngstown. This aggression will not stand man already introduced myself and uh back once again and this is a perfect spot for him we have uh dustin alberti back hi guys i'm back that's like what you always used to like say like, hey i'm back
3: oh i mean you know, you're saying i'm back i'm back here i am here i am to talk about aiw this aggression will not stand
0: man i've still yet to see the big lebowski i want to see the movie I've i've seen it a couple times I've heard a lot of, a lot of good things about it. I hope it's one of those things that's just not overhyped t- to me, but eventually I'll, I'll sit down and watch it. Unfortunately, like I wanted to watch it like kind of like the week of, but I just flat out couldn't and with how this past weekend worked, I knew Friday night was gonna be my only night to go grocery shopping so that like killed that night for me. but it's I'm gonna tr- say I'm gonna watch it by the end of the year. I'm gonna put it towards suggested yeah, I'm gonna put it towards the top of my list. Find time, sit down, and watch it. And yeah, but oh, I'll I'll do it.
3: I mean, there there are people who make it their entire personality. I don't know about that, but it's a it's a fun watch.
0: So we got AIW's return to Youngstown to talk about, but it was kind of talked about a little bit in the preview ish because we also reviewed uh, the Akron show. But Toy Hio was the same day. Dustin, you did not go to Toy Hio, did you?
3: I did not. I was uh, busy setting up the entire. Uh, Aiw show.
0: Have you ever been to Toy Hio?
3: I was at Toy Hio once, maybe twice, mm-hmm. at least once. No, I was definitely there twice. I was there twice. I went uh, one time because I had to drive Dan house in there, and then I went once to help out Thorne at the booth.
0: Yeah. Well, I went. Uh, I kind of mentioned last week that. I was going to help out. I didn't know what my assignment was going to be per se. And it ended up being helping Dan Housen. Uh, To me, it felt like, yeah, to me, it felt like it was the easiest fit of like, you know, where you could fit me, Um, you know, known Dan Housen since he's debuted at AIW. And we've always, you know, had a pretty good uh, relationship. I don't necessarily want to say friendship, but, you know, to the point of like, he's been on this show three times. All three times he was interviewed in person. Um, You know, we talk here and there, but, you know, like he knew he could trust me in that type of situation that I did not handle any money. That's what they, they handled that themselves, but, you know, be there taking pictures um, for anybody that needed it. Cause I know I've, I've been that person, you know, you're going up to a meet and greet alone and you don't have anybody to take the picture. And I have my fair share of photos of people who just like botched taking a picture. Like they did not know how a phone worked yeah. and
3: it's blurry. It's not centered.
0: Yeah. Like stuff like that. You're not
3: even in the picture.
0: And they take like one picture. Like, I think we've gotten to a point where like most people know now, like don't take one picture. Like if you can take three, real yeah, take quick. like
3: four or five, like in rapid concession. Yeah. Or succession, not concession.
0: Like there were some that I would, I would try to take for people and like their phone would be maybe a little slower to be like, it would take, Let's say about two seconds between photos, but you have some, like, I don't want to get into like phone wars, but there was like a lot of people who had iPhones or at least newer iPhones. And I say newer of like at least five years. Cause I did see some that were pretty old, but like that could take photos real quick. Like da-da-da-da-da. I know there were probably some Androids that did too, but like, I know everybody that had a I- newer iPhone worked great. And, um, yeah, so it just I sat, I literally stood there like first time. It was like four and a half hours straight. Uh, people coming, coming in the line like the Dan. Like that's how long it took Danhausen's line to die. right uh, and there's a lot. Yeah, of I
3: saw it was another another record breaking crowd at Toy Ohio this year.
0: Yeah, so that was a that was really fun to be a part of. Uh, and, like seeing Danhausen interact with these fans. Like this is someone who really hasn't changed that much since he was just like a random person on the independence. Like from his first AIW match to the, what I mean is like the interaction with, with fans. He's not someone I think that maybe has an ego or anything like that. Like he took his time with a lot of the fans and that was very cool to see. And like, there was, we had uh I had like no complaints and we even like this. Yeah, he's good.
3: He's a very, very cool, very easy going guy. Like mm-hmm. he's, as big as he's gotten, he is still the same Danhausen as he was before he was even signed. So
0: yeah, and with you know his wife being there, like that added a whole different dynamic. Like she was so sweet. Uh, a lot of people came up and complimented her one way or another. Really, really, really fun day. Uh, I did learn something this on this day that blew my mind, and that's Colt Cabana knows my name. Yeah. Yeah, like I went up to him at the end of the show because I didn't I got there early a little bit, but uh, I didn't really get to talk with a lot of people um, just trying to figure out like what my assignment was going to be and figure that stuff out. And like people were setting up like I did talk to him like two seconds wise, like when he when he got there and started setting up, I didn't really get I wanted to actually like thank him, which I ended up doing uh, at the end of the show, like right when like a lot of people were tearing down. Uh, just one thing, because, like, he's an inspiration of mine of this podcasting stuff, because, you know, I never I mean, I never wanted to be like him. Like, I want to be this popular and everything like, well, maybe. But like that was never the goal. But at the beginning of this show, like, I have a spiel that I go over that was like pulled from Colt Cabana. And I remember when I first started out doing this, like even I think the Highway Need Report, like I tried, but I couldn't find like the right rhythm I couldn't I I didn't have it but over time like it it came and that's just like listening to him and following like his example like, same thing with interviews too I always loved Cole Cabana's interviews because he found like better things to talk about if you go back to when there were a lot of like wrestling interview podcasts and I'm gonna mainly say him Jericho Austin all three of them could interview the same person Austin and Jericho's will be very similar to each other. Cabana could make it different. He was someone that had more conversations than anything. So I want to take a moment. Cause I don't know when we'll see him at AIW again. You know, he seemed to be, he seems to be obviously pretty busy and everything. So I just, I just want to thank him for everything. But when I walked up to him, uh, he was like, yeah, what's up, Justin. And I'm just like, what, when the fuck, oh, like when the, fun. yeah, when the fuck did this happen? And he was like, oh no, you've been coming to AIW for 20 years. I'm like 12 I think around 12, but I'm like, I mean, okay, but I don't know. That's something that like still blows my mind. It's something like with Dan like we've had a lot of personal interactions to where I, I obviously understand he knows my name, but considering how many times like Colt Cabana has been to AIW, like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't figure that out. That's, that just blew my mind.
3: That's,
0: that's cool. It's a good, it's a good little story. Yeah. All in all, uh, to was a blast. Uh, I, did everything i wanted to with danhausen uh got my zombie sailor toys figure sign got his uh frankenhausen micro brawler that i was missing and got a like a print with him and lulu signed and also i uh, got a great picture of me him lulu and my wife amanda cuz that's kind of like a group picture we wanted so yeah that's all i wanted from there you see that
3: on social media yeah It was really good picture
0: yeah i think uh, ironically enough, when I went, we went to go take that picture, uh, good old Ed Bats was in line right behind my wife. Cause, uh, she was, she had her come through the line when it got short and he's like, Oh, how ironic. There's a photographer next in line that can take your picture. But yeah, all in all we've, it's been said many times here, you know, if you can check out Toy Hio, do it. Um, next Toy Hio is in June. Don't be surprised if, uh, AIW runs another show that day.
3: you never know what can happen.
0: I think it's been hinted at I, pr-
3: I cannot I cannot confirm nor deny well it's if anything is happening.
0: It might have been hinted at in the AIW Discord, but that's why I, I can't I can't come out and say yes, but don't be surprised. We could at least leave it at that.
3: I will not confirm nor deny.
0: But uh yeah. That was part of my day. Didn't get a chance to eat. Uh, unfortunately, Brock from Smoking J's Barbecue—they sold out of everything. By the time I went to go grab some food, literally the only things they had were chips and water. So skipped on on that. That led us to the venue, which uh, two little stories I want to get into before we get into the actual card. Uh, number one: uh, no one told me that this venue had a record store or a music store because it was more than just records. But you know, a little music store within the venue, which.
3: There was, there was a record store. There was an arcade, a little mini arcade, bowling alleys, full kitchen, full bar. Honestly, before we get into the record store, the food was very good. I got pizza and wings. The wings were really good. I wish I would have, wish I would have gotten more wings. The wings were well, decently priced and very, very good.
0: I heard good things about the wings beforehand, but. I had something on my list that I wanted to eat and that's what we ended up getting. Uh, we ordered a pierogi pizza.
3: Love a good pierogi pizza. As as a resident of Parma, I've had my fair share of pierogi pizzas.
0: I've, I heard there was some place in Parma or some places in Parma that do it. Um, obviously not being, obviously not being directly from like that area. I didn't know where any of them were. I had just like, I had seen a comment on Facebook of somebody talking about it. And I couldn't remember like, which one of my friends, it was like off of whatever status they had. And it was around the time of the, the, that Polish week or something. Um, but yeah, Polish festival. Yeah. But when I heard on the AW podcast that they had pierogi pizza, it's like, boom, uh, I got to try this. And my wife is Polish and she loves pierogi. So that was like, oh yeah, we're, that's what we're getting. Uh, so that's what we, that is what we end up getting. We, uh, had it without onions. My wife's not a, a huge fan of onions. I'm not a fan of raw onions, but in something like that, I would have been fine. But
3: yeah, know. they were probably caramelized. I'm sure.
0: Yeah, but it was good. And the only way I can describe it as, and it's going to sound disgusting to people, it it tasted like uh, I would say a white pizza with mashed potatoes.
3: Yeah, that's a it's a good it's a good description of a pierogi pizza.
0: And it wasn't like overly mashed potatoes. I mean, you got enough of like. I I just don't know how to describe it other than that. But it was very good. Uh, uh, we ordered a large, which I think came with, might have been 12 pieces. I think the day, like that night, we ate three each, and then we finished the rest. Yeah. We finished the rest uh, for lunch the next day. But
3: that's I, had a, I got a small pepperoni sausage banana pepper pizza. It was very good. And I got the... The Dallas Ranch Wings or the Texas Ranch Wings, which just seemed like regular buffalo wings. I don't know if they gave me the wrong sauce or whatever, but they were good. So okay. I'm not complaining.
0: Is it kind of, it almost sounds like it would be a, a buffalo ranch mix. Like you don't. Yeah, have
3: a, that's. You, uh, there's a place near me that does like a Texas Ranch. Mm-hmm. And it's like uh, it's almost like ranch with like Cajun seasoning in it. But okay, I
0: don't know. So actually, going back to like like the whole Tohono thing, like we we didn't get to eat, so we. Drove to the venue, and uh, the whole thing was like, oh, you know, we'll we'll get a table, get some seats, and you know, we'll order our food, and eat. We ended up picking the last table they had, which was like, I mean, further furthest away from where the setup was. And as we're walking back there, I could clearly see like this rack of vinyl, and it said like new arrivals. I'm like, oh, cool. And I'm walking towards it. I'm like, this this is pretty cool. And just like as I get get to that point, I look to my left. And I see the the little shop. I'm like, oh fuck! Like we just came from Toy Ohio, and I thought like I was good on spending money for the day, minus uh, a meet and greet that I I did take part of. But yeah, I I walked out of there buying two Frank Sinatra albums, uh, two Kiss albums that I needed, all all four of them on vinyl. Uh, the speaker box, Love Below, as well as. Snoop Dogg, or technically Snoop Doggy Dog Doggy Style on CD, and Guns N' Roses Use Your Illusion 1 and 2 on cassette. Probably could have spent more. Didn't necessarily rip through everything. I just kind of like hit certain spots that I wanted to look look through. But all in all, loved it. And I, obviously, if uh, A.I.W. goes back there, I will probably be prepared to go through there again and uh, look through some shit. Uh, that was a nice little uh, surprise that I had for the day.
3: Yes, I think I didn't get to go in there. I was kind of running around all day, but I did. I did take a peek inside. It looked looked like there was like a little, good little selection in there.
0: And then, as far as it comes to the meet and greet, I did do the Sandman meet and greet. Something that I didn't do at WrestleRager when he was here. And I mean, part of the reason is like I'm not necessarily a huge ECW person or a huge fan of Sandman, so it was like at that point I was like, I'm fine. I'm missing it. But I've gotten to the point now where if I have something, like, cool that I can get signed, I, get, I, get, I do it. For the longest time, I just did 8 by 10s and I have, like, a stack of them at this point. But now I started getting, like, figures signed and anything like that, magazines. Since, like, 2005, I want to say, I have had the ECW Extreme Music album on, you know, at my disposal, so when Sandman was here, I yeah. had I had the album, but I didn't think about getting it signed till like maybe a year or two later, and I'm like, oh fuck, that would have been a really cool thing to get signed. Eh, threw it in the back of my mind, just didn't think about it again. And then when this was announced, I was like, oh, I'm getting that signed. So so I did, and I got a story. The one thing I love when someone like this is in a good mood is you can get some really cool stories. He he told a story to uh, whoever was in front of me about some stuff. I mean, I was kind of all right, hurry up. I want to get this, get this shit done. Cause I didn't want to go back to ironically enough, my pizza, but it did get to me. And I pulled out the, uh, cover of the album that for those who don't know, he is on. And he was like, Oh, you want to know the story of this album cover? I mean, you're not going to say no. So I, I was really interested about this. So the Sandman knew that this album was coming and they, they had a photographer come in. And I don't know whether they were purposely taking pictures for the album or just promo pictures in general. And I guess everybody that was getting their picture taken were were taking like generic promo picture poses. And if you you have the album, I think if you open up, if you see the booklet on the, the back of the booklet, you see kind of what he's referring to. Like you got Taz, uh, Shane Douglas just right off the top of my head that like it's they're doing like just regular, you know, kind of like poses nothing that would like really stand out as an album cover. Well, the Sandman knew that this album was coming and he was like, I want that fucking cover. So I guess when it came around to his turn, uh, and the photographer was like, Hey, you know, you ready for your pictures. He's like, you know, hold on a second right there in front of the photographer. He wraps himself up in the barbed wire. According to him, 100% real night. I believe it. And as he's doing this, obviously gets it around his head and everything. Um, he looks at the photographer, uh, stabs himself in the forehead with one of the barbs and says when the blood hits between my eyes take the picture and that's how we got the picture and if you really think about i mean if if going into that like he wasn't the the poster boy of the or the person that they figured was going to be the the cover he made a very bold decision and he fucking earned it because i think to me that's like a i want to say an iconic album cover but like with with among wrestling fans let's say that
3: yeah it's it's easily pictureable i'll give you i'll give you my quick uh sandman story before we get to the show so i i took him to over by the meet and greet area i just kind of escorted him over there we go over there and he looks down and he sees aiw notoriously known for having a million eight by tens for people to sign
1: Mm -hmm.
3: he looks down and he goes that's too fucking many He's like, we're not doing this one. And he starts taking him off the table, throwing him off to the side.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Like, right, whatever. It's whatever he wants, whatever he wants. And he looks down, and we had one of him and Hulk Hogan in the ring in TNA, like, sharing a beer. He looks at me and goes, who is that? I said, that's Hulk Hogan. He goes, well, I know it's Hulk Hogan, but, like, I was in the ring with Hulk Hogan? I will fucking remember that. I just thought that was funny. He just doesn't remember being in the ring with Hulk Hogan.
0: I'll say this about the eight by tens. There was only one that I seen that I was like, if I wasn't getting this signed, I'm gonna get I'd get that one signed. Can you guess which one it was?
3: Uh was it the one of him in the field with the Budweiser shirt?
0: No, I'll give you one more guess.
3: Um was it the one of him standing with the black background? Or oh, Grandma Singh.
0: Yes, yes. I was like, man, you're thinking like two iconic iconic Sandman, like think something yeah, no. like,
3: yeah. other iconic salmon Well, yeah. it's, i was really hoping thor would got one meet with me taking the beer off the balcony at Russell reager too but <laughs> it wasn't there i, sh- I was gonna i should have asked him if we could have done that as one but
0: oh well or i just got my own printed out yeah i was about to say it's like you just you get one printed <laughs> take it to fucking I didn't think about it take it to walmart get it printed yeah because yeah that would have been a cool thing for you to have like get that fucker like framed and everything with his autograph on it
3: oh definitely Oh, yeah, Definitely missed opportunity on my part.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like me and the fucking the ECW CD. The fact that like yeah. I had had it for forever and I totally blanked on like taking it to a show. So maybe next time, if there is a next time. But yeah, um, that was a, it. Was a cool uh, Sandman experience for me. Sounds like the fun one for you. And that that fucking Nana Singh fucking. bad love that.
3: Yeah, it was a good picture.
0: Cause that was, that was the day he won the title too, the Hoss Boot. Nana Singh, not. Sure I mean, was. I mean, Josh Singh, not uh, Nana Singh or Sam uh, Sandman. Yes. And then he dropped it to the Duke. That's the how Duke has held it. That's how long the Duke has held forever. the Hoss Boot. The person he beat forever doesn't even wrestle anymore. All right, let's um, get into the actual show. Talked about everything prior. Um, there were two. Pre-show matches. Unfortunately, I was taking my pizza out to the car, the leftovers that we had, and I missed the introductions for the first match, and they were two cheeseburger students. But uh, you were you were two there.
3: Graduates of the Worldwide Dojo.
0: Yep, uh, you were there though, and uh,
3: I was doing commentary.
0: You can uh, talk about this match. It was
3: yeah, uh, it was John Lee Kirk versus David Moses correct um i mean they're both really good uh, i really like john lee kirk's look he did did like a standing corkscrew moonsault which was really cool looking um and they're both you, you could tell they're both like really well like trained like they were good
1: yeah
3: uh i don't have a ton to say about it they were just it was just a it was a good solid pre-show match they got in what they needed to get in i think that a really good showing um i could see like i said i think john lee I think John Lee Kirk had a really good look. I liked him a lot. David Joseph was good too, but I think John Lee Kirk was the one that I really took notice of. He had cool looking gear. I liked him a lot.
0: I think it's crazy when we get these uh like student showcase matches from like other schools that like that aren't even like around here. Like there was a time in AIW history where we, we got one of those as like a random J Lit weekend match. One of the dudes turned out to be Dan the Dad.
3: Yeah. Young young Dan the Dad, Danny Adams.
0: Yeah. And like he was like obviously like had to be like fresh out of training, like with it, maybe within that first year, I had to like pull up his cage match, but you know, he didn't really know who the fuck he was. Yeah. I
3: was, I was talking to him the night before, and I think that was their first match outside of like the St. Louis area. They only had like a couple matches here or there before that.
0: So yeah, hopefully, uh, we see more from these guys, whether it be, you know, soon in AIW or even, you know, three years down the road, all of a sudden. You know they're starting to catch like wildfire
3: yeah so, i like them i like them both i think they both have a good they both had a good good thing going i mm-hmm. so hopefully they do very well
0: uh it was see if i'm correct i'm trying to remember who won
3: john lee kirk won okay john lee kirk won i believe it was with that cool standing corkscrew guy and there, if memory serves correctly
0: and there was a another pre-show match I I didn't tweet about this one like obviously I knew all the people in it uh, I was there for it, I did take some pictures but since I didn't put out the tweet for the other match I felt I shouldn't really put out a tweet for the other pre-show match but it was 9-5 to versus H2V2 and I will say I really hoped that this was going to be like the first win for H2V2
3: came up short, spoiler alert those two, I mean, I uh, I really like what H two V two are becoming. Mm-hmm. I mentioned it on the last time I was on here that they seem to really be getting their like bearings and really getting their stuff together. And I'm excited to see, excited to see what becomes of them. I think Vic Vice is really, really finding his own. And I think he's bringing Hendrix along, and Hendrix is getting better just by Vic getting better.
0: Yeah, I think they're they're really starting to gel more as a tag team too, um, and. They, I mean, they seem to have good chemistry at the same time.
3: Yeah, and then you know they had they had a really good uh, tag team to go up against. Good, good learning experience going up against nine to five.
0: Because that that is the thing to remember about nine to five of them being like two veteran wrestlers. I don't know as much about Jack Verville. I I mean I know he's been around some time, but at least when it comes down to you know Lewis Linden, been around a long time and you know like a very experienced tag team wrestler. So these two guys working together it w- it was a fit from the start and they are two dudes who you know they flat out got way more experience than uh, 75% of the tag roster let's say
3: I'd argue probably even more of that more than that
0: yeah i was i think it's a high number but considering how many tag teams there actually are yeah it's i mean it's definitely a lot off the top of my head maybe like there's only there's two tag teams in aiw that have probably roughly the same, if not more, experience than them, and that's. I euthanasia.
3: mean, the only three that I could, I would go with are the fuckets.
0: Oh, I didn't consider the fuckets, So, okay, yep, one,
3: to infinity and beyond. Correct. and Euthanasia. Correct. The only three that I would really, yeah, they have the same amount, if not more.
0: Yeah, I, I would, I would guess, not looking at their cage matches, of all of them, that what euthanasia has to be the most experienced. I mean, we're going back to like early two thousands, late nineties. Yeah. <laughs> H2v2, yeah. But unfortunately, they they came up short. But um, eventually, they'll get a win.
3: Yeah, their time will come. Just like everybody else, their time will
0: come. I mean, we kind of had the same thing with members only, didn't we? Of like, it took them a while to get a win, but like, you know, that was a, when they did get a win, it was a huge moment.
3: Yeah, and Vic Bice has zero wins. At least Hendrix Hawkins has a win in a tag team match. Vic <laughs> Bice has no wins, zero wins on this record.
0: Damn, you gotta rub it in his face like that.
3: Hey, let's part of the story.
0: Making movies. Sure are. All right, let's uh let's move on to the first match of the card. The first official match of the show. We had making his long return to AIW, Space Monkey versus Austin James versus Anthony Young versus Jocelyn Navarro. The last time Space Monkey was in Northeast Ohio for an AIW show, was Welcome to the Party, Pal.
3: Yeah, December 2019, or uh, 2018, 2018, my bad.
0: Yeah, he was at the WrestleMania New Jersey show in 2019, which is crazy to think that was a month or maybe actually technically a few weeks before the debut at the Odeon. And here we are. Uh, a few months past of uh the Odeon being closed potentially i don't say for good but you know aw might not go back we we don't know but, but like he do he missed that yeah that's whole, he missed that a whole era. era. yeah and <laughs> space funky used to be like a regular almost
3: yeah coming all the time Had some at some opportunities that's Watchers pointed out on commentary that he had a he had an intense title match in Canada recently against Derek Dillinger. Okay, which, you know it's Aiw Cannon, so he's he's had Aiw an Aiw intense title shot recently.
0: Yeah, making his big return to the territory also at uh Toy-Hio.
3: and with uh, his with his good friend Ethan Page
0: and Charlie and uh, B BMD. Yeah, BMD.
3: I don't know who either of those people are.
0: I don't know who those people are. Charlie's a vlog dude and BMD ex- was actually at AIW. So talked about uh, last week he was a fill-in for somebody in a, a four-way at one of the Win- at the first Winchester show, actually. Okay. And I never revealed the only reason why I remember that. I don't remember who it was, but they made a joke that uh, BMD stood for Big Monster Dick. So that's how I've remembered ever since. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I don't remember who made the joke, but that's like when he was announced for Toy hi I'm like, is that the same dude? Let me go check. Yep. Turns out. Yep. It's him. But Spike's monkey also uh, kind of a, a different look than we, we had since we had last seen him looking pretty, pretty. I don't want to say shredded, but, you know, uh, no shirt and uh, really flaunting off his look. Still got the tail, though.
3: Yeah, he's got, he's got some he's got some like biker shorts. Mm-hmm. Looks looks good. Showing off that half-man, half primate body.
0: So, uh, thoughts on this match, the opener?
3: Um, I mentioned in the commentary, uh, Jocelyn Navarro said she's going to stop being nice, and she has, but if he was being nice before, I feel real bad for anybody else to get the ring with her, like, now and in the future. That sounds terrible. Austin James looked really good. Anthony Young had a good showing. Uh, As we mentioned, Space Monkey coming back. Everybody loves Space Monkey. I mean, it was was an all-around good match. I really enjoyed it. I think that's basically what my my entire uh, takeaway from the show is. Man, it was a a good show.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the only thing I didn't like about the show was the fact that there was no chairs. But that's only because I was standing all day at Ohio. And my, like, legs and ankles were just killing me. But... That's something that I mean it, it happens. I I couldn't take it actual against the show, but that that kind of goes to show like what I thought about the show. Though, like the worst thing I can think of was just that. Maybe something about the main event, but uh, it was a negative, but like a a positive to me. But we'll 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 get to that part. Um, yeah, I agree with uh, you know impressive showing by everybody, and yeah, Jocelyn. We talked about it last week, where you know she says she wants to be. She wants to be booed. She wants to be a bad guy. And I'm like, we we like you. Like, fans, we like you. Now, you could take, kind of a take a page out of Derek's book. He's, he's well-liked, but he will find the people that don't like him, and he'll fucking dig at them. Again, more on that later. Yeah,
3: more on that later. A lot of, a lot of hatred towards Derek Dillinger that night.
0: Uh, any other uh, thoughts on this match?
3: Um, Not really. Uh, he... Uh, it was it was good. Like I said, I I really I thought that uh, Austin James had a really good showing. And I really like that because I like Austin a lot, and I'm I'm glad that he's he's continuously excelling in the in the uh, situations that he's put in.
0: Unfortunately for Austin, though, it was a Space Monkey basically pinning both him and Jocelyn for the win. Let's move on to the next one. Sid Von England. Versus Kaplan.
3: Let me tell you, Justin, going into this, I did not know what to expect. I assumed that Kaplan would murder him. Uh, I thought maybe Sydney would do a thing or two, but I figured he would just get murdered. This might have been, until the main event, this was probably my favorite match of the night, and even might be my favorite match over the main event. I love this match.
0: There, There's a lot of skill there with Sid that I feel like we don't get to see enough of. And maybe it's because, like you know, he's not someone who's constantly booked on Aiw. Uh, sometimes it's it's been there's been some issues of that have that have arise. But all in all, I I think he's a dude that can kill it. Now he's not going to be like this. Yeah, I think he's not going to be this like dominant Dom. Nah, not dominant, but Dom Guarini level. But he can go out there and fight and wrestle with the best of them.
3: Yeah, it's, I mean, between this match and the match he just had with Dom, have wasted youth. I think Sydney Von England is definitely showing that he's 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 kind of figured it out. He's ready to go. He's ready to try out new things. Ready to get some chances and take them and make the most of them. Some very very nasty spots during this match. Him getting. Uh, I mean, every clothesline just looked disgusting. Kaplan just hits so hard, and then the uh, the suplex on the concrete just. Gross, like the thud that it made, like Sydney really showed some guts during that match. And, I mean, he, he did that suplex to, he did the exploder suplex to Kaplan and Kaplan just, I've never seen somebody just throw Kaplan like that. It was very impressive.
0: Yeah. That, that suplex on the floor was really a dumb way to die. But, uh, Sid's still here, but, uh, it was Kaplan that pinned Sid for the win. I think it's kind of like going by what you were saying of, I expected Kaplan to win. But at the same time, we are seeing this tougher side of Sid, especially, you know, having like back to back AIW matches with Dom and Kaplan. The only thing that would be worse is maybe next month. Okay, not next month because it, it wouldn't work, but like April, he has a match with Isaiah Broner. You better hope not. I don't know. He, Sid's a crazy I man. mean,
3: also, we don't know what will happen, be, be happening with Broner. I don't think that if Broner wins the absolute title, that Sydney would be getting a shot at the athlete title anytime soon.
0: Hey, you never know. Crazier things have happened. I guess so. Ultra Manus Black walked out AIW champion one time, and he wasn't even... that man's
3: a legend, so...
0: He wasn't even in the main event.
3: Sometimes you just win. Winning at life.
0: (laughs) All right, let's uh, move on to the next one. Riley Rose making a little return to AIW versus Shaw Mason. And I can't remember if it was during this match or another match where I realized like, it's the one thing I hate about bar shows when like you get maybe people in there that don't understand wrestling as much. And they just try to heckle the same thing over and over. It's like, yeah, we, we got it. Like, okay, like, let it go. People are just, people want fun. Just some
3: people that have fun. Even if their version of fun, is different than your version of fun.
0: I, to be fair, I did. I didn't say anything. I kept it to myself.
3: Let people enjoy things. That's what I've done now. I've made my life so much easier. Just let people enjoy things. Like this match, I enjoyed this match. It was a, it was another, another one of those good showings out of somebody like Riley. He's very much in like the same, same situation as like a Sydney Von England, where you know, like there's, there's only so many spots on the roster. Plus, you have the students that are showing up. And I mean, yeah, Riley came through the school a little bit. until he got his opportunity, but. I don't necessarily count him as a student mm-hmm. and these kids are, these kids are getting those spots and they're fighting for their spots. And I think it was a good, it was a good showing out of Riley. It really gave you like a, yeah, he could, he can still, he still has a spot. There's still a place for Riley Rose in the AIW. That said, Shaw Mason also looked extremely impressive.
0: I mean, that's typical Shaw Mason.
3: It really is. He's another one of those guys who just keeps rising to the occasion and, Overachieving every time he gets an opportunity.
0: I mean, there's something to be said as a whole, I feel like, for almost every AIW class. And I think as the years go on, like the bar keeps getting raised, and the next class either meets that bar or supersedes it just a little bit.
3: And that's what we're looking for. What we're looking for out of these kids exceeding expectations, doing better than we even think they can.
0: And I, I feel like I've said it before that, you know, this whole class is a pretty good class
3: yeah i i like i like all these kids they're all some of them are still figuring it out some of them have started piecing it together you can see some of them are getting it a little bit faster than others but they all they all have really good potential they all can be they all can go as far as they want to go
0: Mm -hmm. and i think oh i think someone in in this match was yelling something to riley to actually like compliment him (laughs) And I don't know if it was like someone else said something at the same time. Riley Rose just like turned around and flicked him off. It's great.
3: Yeah, Riley Rose showing a little bit of a mean streak during this match. A little bit of little bit of middle fingering and disrespect going on.
0: Maybe we need to see more of this, Riley Rose.
3: That's like I said. I mean, he definitely proved that there is a spot for him to be continues to continues to have performances like this.
0: Any other thoughts on the match? Well, uh, not really.
3: It was like I said, it was very good. Sean Mason continues to have wrinkles. Uh, I mean that's, it was good. It was a pretty good match.
0: I know Sean Mason made Riley Rose tap for the win. Let's move on to the next one. Okay, this one I'm I'm I kind of missed something at the beginning. I think it's because I was trying to get out this first tweet, but it was PME versus bulking season. And next thing I knew, Brian Carson had a, a PME shirt on and was like joining the match.
3: Yeah, this man comes up, kicks me off commentary, goes out, does commentary. Next thing I know, I'm looking, he's in the ring, and Dominic Green is doing commentary. I don't know why I got kicked off commentary. These guys must have had some type of ruse going.
0: Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see you getting in the ring for people like you were. You were. You were doing your job.
3: I do my job, and that's all I'm there to do.
0: So next thing you know, it's PME with Brian Carson, kind of you know outnumbering bulking season. Well, oddly enough, bulking season kind of had a backup plan and, uh, they called out Sam Holloway to, uh, join bulking season for the night. So then we get a, get a nice six man match.
3: My guy, Sam Holloway, unfortunately having to team up with Arthur MacArthur, but loves seeing Sam getting out there.
0: Everybody loves Arthur MacArthur.
3: Uh, I,
0: everybody likes Adam van.
3: <sighs>
0: yeah, I was, was going to say that that too. I still haven't
3: got my money from the IW guide <laughs> plugs, but you know, I'm waiting.
0: But bulking season and Sam Holloway versus PME and Brian Carson. This this was a nice match Bob, before we went into intermission.
3: And, yeah, know. it was a it was a nice little everything was everything was good about it. It was it was fun. Um, you know, typical six man last last second six man throw together, have a good time. People get their stuff in, everyone everyone has a good time, and you know we we sent the crowd to intermission happy.
0: But it was you know Marino pinning Arthur McArthur for the win, and this if I'm correct, this match this match went everywhere. Right, we had a few matches like this where I, they're all starting yeah, to together. Yeah, it was together. a little
3: yeah. little out of the ring, little in the ring little crowd involvement.
0: Once again, Arthur MacArthur taking the, taking the pinfall. Good. But next thing you knew, inner Sandman hits and out from the crowd comes the Sandman in uh modern Sandman uh, routine that uh, no longer drinks the beer, pours it down uh, other people's throat. Right, Dustin? Sure
3: does. Highlight, highlight of my life.
0: And, and definitely did the same thing. Uh, you know for us who you know been around AIW for a while like it wasn't necessarily a a huge moment but considering there were probably a lot of people there that never been to an AIW show or even you know been that close to the Sandman like that this was a pretty cool fucking moment for them
3: yeah it's always it's always cool to see him do the full-on walk around, play the music, drink the beer, smash the cans,
0: all that fun stuff and of course he makes his way to the ring as a kendo stick. Takes out uh, Brian Carson first. PME thinks that they can uh, get away from it, but Bulking Season and Sam Holloway throw them back in the ring. Sandman takes care of them, too. And then we we go to... Couldn't
3: happen to better people.
0: (laughs) Then we go to intermission with a nice little celebration between Sandman and Bulking Season and Sam Holloway.
3: Man, just a uh, little... little Before we get into after intermission and the next match, uh... If you watched live on Fight TV, we did do a new a new setup for intermission. We went over we went over certain things. We went over the first half of the show. We had some video packages. Went over the next part of the show. Uh, just trying new things out, trying to keep intermission a little more a little more interactive for everybody instead of just throwing up a graphic and waiting 15 minutes. But yeah, that's just something for the people at home. Go back and watch it. Let us know what you think. We had other ideas. We're trying to work things out.
0: Yeah, wasn't there there a time? I think it was pre-pandemic when there was kind of an intermission show, correct?
3: Uh, there was there, were po- there was I think one time, one or two times they did an intermission show with IWT when it first started on them.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember it being like "Built to Last" and or uh, maybe it's too cold outside. Like right around that time, because I'm picturing Odeon and all that. I don't remember being in Akron or any other any place else. other than that, then going to COVID and it definitely didn't come back. But no, that's something. I think we... it was
3: even before. Baby, it's too cold outside. Really? That we did it. Uh, yeah. Maybe. I think it was like when we first got to the Odeon. We did it a couple times.
0: Okay. I was going to say, what about um, Because there was kind of a thing where like there were people like coming in and out, like talking with the camera.
3: Yeah. There was like interview segments. And I know like, like weird world did, uh, like did a hosting job on it one time.
0: So yeah, it's kind of cool to see like something like that. Come back. Obviously it's not the exact same thing, but at least providing some sort of entertainment for the home audience. And even not even that, like think of later on. in uh, when people are streaming it, like I'm, I'm going to figure that that's in there too. And it, like, it kind of like helps, building the card building the show granted, yeah granted you're you when it's happening live like you know it's helping hype up the next part of the show but you can you can do the same thing like watching streaming later and actually gives you like some sort of content to watch
3: that's that's kind of what we're trying to do get a get a little bit of content so people don't switch off or switch over try to keep people try to keep people entertained and keep them in, enthralled in the action and what's going on in the stories
0: Like we said, after that, we went into intermission and we came back with this one. Tyson Riggs versus Isaiah Broner.
3: Justin Stummers, this wasn't a very long match. (laughs) Um,
0: We didn't expect it to be.
3: I'm not 100% sure that was Tyson Riggs. I think Tyson Riggs might be dead. Uh, Whoever that was, was smiling a lot. So, I mean, I guess that's good to see. Maybe if it is Tyson Riggs, he's not totally dead and he's happy. But uh, I think that he might be dead now. Definitely a possibility.
0: I mean, is is there anybody else for him to go up against? Oh, is is this gonna be another one, one for Sid, where where Sid can actually uh, get that kind of torment out on somebody?
3: I don't know. Like, it's it's a possibility. Sidney Von England versus uh, Tyson Riggs. I think that's happening at Wessapalooza? Might have happened at Wessapalooza. I don't remember.
0: I don't know all those shows, all those shows blend together. To me.
3: Oh, dude, you're telling me it was a hectic summer.
0: The only match of Tyson Riggs that I vividly remember from that uh, time period that wasn't, you know, like Jayla weekend was at Worcester with, uh, Shaw Mason. And actually the reason why I remember it was because Tyson won and I was like, oh fuck, I didn't see that coming. You mean Wadsworth? When I say Worcester, we well, had yeah, Wadsworth. I don't know. Okay. Just checking. They're both W's and in somewhat the same area, but you you know what I mean. It still surprised me that yes. that Tyson beat Shaw.
3: Let's see, looking at the shows, What's We got No, Shaw Mason versus Sydney Von England at Wessapalooza. Tyson Riggs versus Cisco Silver at Wessapalooza.
0: Ah, that I remember that one. Yes. So yeah, maybe in the future, Tyson Riggs versus. Uh Sid von Maybe in maybe in the future. Yeah, there was Oh the... no,
3: there it is. At at Russell Razor, Sydney von England defeated uh, Tyson Rook.
0: To be fair, that was a few days prior. Yeah. It. yeah.
3: it was. Literally just a few days.
0: So yeah, I mean, is there really anything to go over here, <laughs> fucking?
3: No, he got destroyed. Uh I'm pretty sure that I I d I don't even think that it was a question that Broner was going to murder this kid. Did
0: you ever have anything like when you were a kid and, you know, you broke it uh, and then you finally, you know, get it all back together and you broke it again? That's what Tyson Riggs is going through. He just put himself back together after getting murdered by Kaplan, only to get murdered again by Isaiah Broner.
3: Someday he'll live. Someday.
0: Yeah, it was uh, Isaiah Broner picking up the win via pinfall. Let's move on to the next one. Joshua Bishop and Wes Barkley, the Rip City Shooters versus Eric Taylor, and Mikey Montgomery, the Bitcoin boys without the Duke for the AIW Tag Team Championships. And the match was held under intense rules because that's what Josh Bishop matches are.
3: It's the champ gets what the champ wants.
0: And uh, this is another one of those matches where just shit went everywhere.
3: Yeah, it was it was hard to call the action. It was hard to see everything going on. Like now that we're doing our own production, we have like a monitor so we can see what's happening on the screen. But like you're also so used to watching what's going on at, in the ring, so you're kind of like on both things. You're trying to call the action, you're seeing on the screen, but then you're seeing something happen near the ring. You're like, oh shit, that's happening, and you have to kind of, you have to. There's just so much going on. It was hard to really see what was going on the entire time. Uh, he was pandemonium uh, Duke wasn't there because he was allegedly apparently with Roger Goodell the, the good the good old Roger Goodell in Arizona for the Super Bowl. I don't know how true that is, but that's what what Eric told us.
0: I don't know do you think they put the Duke on the big screen at the Super Bowl we just didn't we just missed it
3: I think he was I think he was in the suite with uh, Rupert Murdoch and Elon Musk.
0: Yeah, I, I think when when the camera panned to him or panned to that suite, he was you know going to grab some food or something. So
3: yeah, like I said, this match was just I, it was it was everything you expect out of a Rip City Shooters brawling around the brawling around the area, going to the bar, going through the crowd, bringing out the plunder, a little bit of this, a little of that. Column A, Column B, and uh, the Bitcoin Boys fighting to stay alive and basically like. I think that it's kind of lost on people how well the Bitcoin boys can hold themselves. Like, I mean, they're the team champions for a reason, whether you would, whether it's the do not like those guys hold their own against guys like Josh Bishop and Wes Barkley. It's not a, it's not, it's not as, it's not as mismatchy as you would think it is.
0: I mean, you had Eric in the jail, Jaylet J- finals. You had Mikey the year before was in the, the biggins cup and th- those weren't things that were necessarily just handed to them they earned to get to those spots they won matches they beat people granted they and not
3: just that they again they took advantage of the they took advantage of the opportunities that they had they didn't have an issue like it wasn't it wasn't like they went out there and they they blew an opportunity they went out there and they had good showings they had good matches like I will say like I I would put the Mikey Montgomery versus Derek match at the Biggins Cup up against any match that year. That was a very good match or even during Gopher Broke, like I know I've talked about it before, but Eric Taylor versus Dominic Carini at Gopher Broke is one of the best matches I've ever watched live. And if there was a live crowd there, I think that things would have I think it would have been an even bigger match than it actually was. I I think it gets it gets lost because it was just on Gopher Broke.
0: Yeah. I totally agree. One of the things that was going through my mind throughout this match, I was like, "How did the Bitcoin Bitcoin boys pull this off?" This is an intense match for the tag titles, and that that's just like made for Bishop to win, and he has Wes on top of it. Like these two, you would figure would have won easily, but they didn't.
3: Well, like I said, I think I think people underestimate how good and how well. The Bitcoin boys pair up against anybody in AIW. I think, I think just because they they seem smaller than somebody like Josh Bishop or West Barkley, like they're just as talented, honestly, if not more talented in the ring than West Barkley and Josh Bishop. Like they are both extremely good competitors. They both like arguably are charisma for charisma with 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 the Rip City Shooters.
0: They uh, managed to get some help. From Ziggy, when, uh, what was it, she kind of like pushed Wes off the uh, corner?
3: Push Wes off the corner, came out, looked, don't know if it was a who gave her a little bit of money, don't know if it was a let me go help out my boo thing, Mikey Montgomery, but she definitely came out and helped the Bitcoin boys retain those titles. But that's what happens when you're in intense rules match, anything goes, gotta be ready for those types of things.
0: There's a part of me that thinks it was a fuck Wes Barkley thing.
3: That's definitely a possibility as well.
0: Because, you know, within the production, Wes Barkley is not a well-liked person. So I could easily see her helping humiliate Wes Barkley for Derek. And it was uh, both Mikey and Eric pinning Wes Barkley to retain the AAW Tag Team Championships. Let's move on. Yeah. Let's move on. Let's move on the next one cheeseburger versus Dominic Greeny. cheeseburger making his aiw debut that's that's weird when you think about it but I'll, at the same time it does make sense
3: yeah that's I I again uh, mentioned on commentary he maybe new to A I W, but he's been in wrestling for so long and uh I know this is the match Dom really wanted he was a hand-picked opponent for Dom uh it was good to have cheeseburger in aiw I'd like to see him come back I think he he has a lot to offer a, a roster especially a roster of young kids mm-hmm. like we have um i mean this is just a good old-fashioned wrestling match i mean if you want to watch two wrestlers wrestlers wrestle this was the match for you
0: i think when it comes down to dom that's that's something that we have to always remember that we have like we have potentially one of the best wrestlers in the world at our disposal and i mean a wrestler in. a yeah. my- the, the bigger sense of the word, just meaning like someone who is technically capable,
3: and he just he has star power too. I mean he he is he's in the PWI five. I mean I know the numbers. If you ask him, he's like yeah, whatever. But like he was a PWI five hundred. He was PWI one hundred in tag teams. Like he's in one of the top ten tag teams in the world according to PWI. Like
1: mm-hmm. that's
3: insane. For my friend Dominic Carini is a is is one of the 20 best tag team wrestlers in the world. I like, guess 21 because Death Triangle was number, like, three, and there's three of them, but, like, that's that's nothing to gawk at, like, as much as it is just a, again, to him, it's just a number, it's just whatever, but, I mean, it is definitely an achievement, and it's not lost on him.
0: So, yeah, it's exactly what you would kind of expect from this match, of you know, like you said, of, like, this was two wrestlers wrestling, and Dom's good, and... Sometimes I think people might forget that Cheeseburger is that good.
3: Yeah, that's, I, again, I think people, like when I said his name is Cheeseburger to a couple people, like, oh, that's funny. I'm like, well, yeah, it's like a silly name, but he's not like a goofy, silly wrestler. I mean, he kind of has like a little bit of a silliness to him, but he's a wrestler. Like, there's no, it's not like he's a comedy shtick. He's,
0: Mm -hmm.
3: he is a wrestler, a very capable, dangerous wrestler.
0: I mean, hey, there's a lot of comedy wrestlers out there that are still good wrestlers. That's something that I think people need to realize. And, you know, cheeseburger's is no different. Any other, other thoughts about this match?
3: Uh, not really. Like I said, just very, a very good wrestling match. Like if you like wrestling, you will like this match. I, I, again, I, I mentioned it earlier in the show. Like to me, this was just a good show. Like nothing stood out as like particularly bad. Everybody performed extremely well. Like, there's nothing, I don't have anything really bad to say about this show itself. Like the show, it's like just the show. And I think this match is, again, if you like wrestling, if you like ROH, this is the type of match for you. Like this is two guys who are two of the best in the business at doing this, doing this.
0: It was uh, Dominic pin pinning cheeseburger for the win. Let's get into our main event. Chase Oliver versus Derek Dillinger for the AIW Intense Championship. And we alluded to it a little bit earlier. Fucking Derek and Ziggy versus this crowd. Holy shit.
3: Yeah, that's we were in the hometown of Chase Oliver. He had a lot of supporters there by proxy. There were a lot of people there who did not like Derek or Ziggy. And they definitely made it known. Uh, a lot of people being extremely disrespectful, but I don't think Derek would run it any other way. And uh, Ziggy seemed to hold her own against some of these goons, but it was it was definitely a very hostile environment for those two.
0: There, there was a dude in the front row that actually got a little physical with Derek, and I don't know if he was some sort of... Yeah,
3: the old guy? I yeah. don't know what was going on with that old guy.
0: Like, I don't know if, like, he knows Chase or related to him, or what? But holy, holy fuck! Like even to the point where, like, yeah. we've seen it a lot in in wrestling in general, and of course AIW, where you know you'll have a wrestler grab another wrestler, you know, uh, by the arms, and like have the crowd like chop them. When he got to this, when Chase got to this dude with Derek, he was throwing fists at his chest. <laughs>
3: Yeah,
0: throwing, throwing live rounds right at Derek. Yeah, like, holy fuck. And, like, to the point there was, at this point, and I think another point, security was literally right behind him, like, keeping him in check. Like, it, and it's not even obviously just Derek. Like, Ziggy went back and forth with a couple fans. I think, uh, I think one of them was the girlfriend of the infamous AIW Discord fan who I thought was no longer... Attending shows, but whatever. And then there's a few other people I don't too. Know who that is? <laughs> oh come on, there's one infamous.
3: Honestly, I can tell you, I did not get to go out, especially because I did commentary the whole time, and because we had to do the we did the intermission. I did not get to go out and see who was out there.
0: Well, you know who I'm referring to about the AW Discord, right? The one that
3: the Discord.
0: There, there, there was one the guy who left. Yeah. Oh. I'm fairly sure. Was he there? I I believe it was. No. If he is who I think he he is, and I I thought I heard someone call him a name that begins with A, and I'm pretty sure
3: it's possible. I don't (laughs) know. I mean, he was never he was never banned or anything. He just left.
0: I know, but he said he was never supporting a W ever again.
3: Well, he lied. Apparently.
0: Imagine that. But anyway, um, yeah, Ziggy. Ziggy was in a particular mood. And she, she loves this. I know. I know she fucking does. Where especially when she walks through that curtain, she will get in everybody's face. She's you know referred to herself as a chihuahua before, and she brings that energy every single time. You say two words to to her, she will fucking bite your head off with whatever she th- thinks to throw out of her mouth.
3: Yeah, she's a she's a feisty one. She she likes the she likes to get people get people going getting people riled up is is very she's a big fan of doing it
0: oh and we got to remember too normally with these matches they are held under intense rules because of the disrespect
3: that's not true it's just an intense title that's that's a there's that a that is a accusation that needs to be needs to be stopped this is the intense title is not a not a not a title to be put under hardcore rules the Intense title is a workhorse title, and it's time to it's time to get away from that get away from that lie that's been per, perpetrated because people like Josh Bishop can't wrestle. Sorry, Josh. Just joking, Josh. You're the best. <laughs> don't want don't want him to murder me.
0: Well, it almost sounds like someone said the same thing with a tennis racket in their hand, but whatever. Never. But because of the uh, the disrespect that Derek was shown, he said this match will not be held under intense rules.
3: Not under intense rules, having a good old wrestling match.
0: And this match had me a few times where I, I thought Chase was gonna win. Even to the point of you had you had Wes coming out and uh kinda having payback and it looked like he was Yeah, Wes came out and got a little involved. And you thought like after that it, it was uh Yeah, it would be uh Derek losing that title. Nope. No, that's it was I was shocked
3: when Derek when
0: Derek kicked out after
3: getting hit by the title, I was in shock. I thought that I thought that Chase Oliver was winning in his hometown. He I'll say this too. Like we talked about how it wasn't under intense rules and I've mentioned before with the production like not the production, but like doing the AIW production. I've gotten to know Chase a lot better. And that was a match that I think he he's been waiting for a match like that. Like it was a it was a match that really was able to elevate him to that next level that everybody knows he could be at and he he knows he can be at, but there's only so much you can do in those scrambles. There's only so much you can do without the mic time. I think that that match I think that match brought Chase Oliver to that next level.
0: Yeah. You would say too, probably like a little more aggression in this match than we're used to seeing. A lot of aggression.
3: He he did not rest on just being a wrestler, he, he did he did everything. He pulled out all the stops. He did he did his high flying stuff. He did his wrestling. He did his I mean he's he's just as good technically as he is high flying. He's hard hitting. He's got he's an he's a total package. And I think he's finally figuring out that the only way he is going to get to that next level is by not choosing one particular style and just doing everything he can do to make himself stand out and get get that get that opportunity.
0: Yeah, this match was one hundred percent worthy of the main event spot, whether it be the crowd, the the wrestling, the fighting, just it had that main event feel. I mean obviously it was, but didn't feel out of place.
3: Yeah, it had it had especially at a brand new at a brand new venue, it had a it was probably the most AIW feeling match that we've had in a really long time, especially at a new venue. Like that was, it felt like an AIW match, that match.
0: Anything else? Uh, any other thoughts on this match?
3: Uh, no, like I said, good match. Uh, go out of your way, honestly, go out of your way to watch this card. It's very good. Um, and I think, again, like I think if you were there live, go back and watch it on fight. And I think that, and I've, I've gone back now and watched a couple of the shows that we've done our own production on. And I think, you get a completely different view of what's going on with the production. Like the commentary, I think, adds so much to everything. All the production elements add so much to everything. And I think it's only going to get better. And I think that aW is going to start being one of the things where we've always been like live product first and we still are. But I think that even the people who love the live product and go to live pro- people like me and you who have been going to the live product forever, and don't always go back to watch the old shows. I think that it's going to start becoming, oh hey, I went to the show, it was good. Let me watch the fight TV version now and see see what I missed. It's almost going to be like it's like it's like supplemental to the actual to the actual show live.
0: One of my favorite things about watching old AIW uh, back when it was on IWTV was um, those promos that would play at the beginning of all the shows.
3: Because- yeah, and that's if you go back and watch if you go back and watch the show, we did those again. We put those in we put those in intermission. So you have people cutting promos after their matches from the first half and you have people cutting their promos leading up to their matches in the second half. Like we had people would get out of the ring and we'd say, Alright, come on, let's go cut a promo. And that person would go in the back, cut a promo. We'd have someone edit it kinda of quickly. We put it in, put it into the computer, quick cuts, input all that video, and then we put it right on the stream. Like we're doing, we're doing all the stuff live in house now. So we're able to kind of do whatever we want and try different things out. We have more stuff we're going to try out. There's more, more opportunities for us to help these stories move along and give these guys like time that they don't usually get. So like I said, please, if you were at the show live and this goes on, this now is like from here till. Forever from now, watch those shows back. Like it's not it's not me just trying to push it. It's me as a fan of AIW saying there is more content than what you're getting at these live shows now with the way we're doing things. And you can you'll get you'll get more you'll get more from the show by watching it back. And then we plan on doing more stuff. Like it's not just gonna be that. Like there's a lot of stuff down the pipeline right now, and I'm very excited for what AIW is gonna do. Because as again, as a fan of AIW, I know what I loved about certain things, mm-hmm. and I've I brought up a lot of those things. Derek, who's been a big fan of AIW even before he was training to wrestle, before anybody really knew who he was, like he was a fan of AIW, and there's things that he loved, and we're we're kind of bringing those things back, and we're talking to people. There's people like Chase who, with his expertise and video and everything, like we have these. We have these people now who can do these things, and we're planning on just start pushing out content. It'll probably start. It'll start rolling out slowly, but then once it all starts to roll, like there will be AIW content between between shows, between podcasts. Like there will be plenty of content for AIW fans to follow.
0: It was a uh, Derek Pitting Chase to retain the AIW Intense Championship, and that's how uh, so the show ended. Nothing else really to lead up to the next show.
3: Yeah, that's, uh, the chase Oliver go home speech was just for the live crowd. There was no, was not on the live stream. He sent the crowd home. Happy. Thank his friend for being there. Thank his family for being there. It was, a, it was a, it was a very good show. Again, I, I cannot I cannot stress enough that you guys should all, even if you were there, go back and watch it.
0: All right. Any, uh, last minute thoughts or plugs before we go?
3: Um, well, I, uh, you can follow me on social media at RevTintin. That's at R E V T I N T I N. I am looking to do commentary at more places. I'm looking to do more podcasts. If people want to podcast about stuff, um, just trying to get out there and do things. I'm I'm really trying to hit the ground running this year with things like this. Fill up some fill up some free time. Do something a little more than just sit and scroll on my phone. So yeah, if you're if you're looking for commentator in your professional wrestling promotion, uh, hit me up. Uh, if you have a podcast and you're just looking for someone to interview, or you're looking for someone to talk about whatever with, I can talk for hours. So just uh, let me know.
0: And yeah, you, you have ton of experience doing just that.
3: I do. I really do.
0: Of course, you can find myself at Jay Summers three three zero on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and Hive much like you can find the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Facebook.com slash WrestlingCheers, Twitter.com slash WrestlingCheers, and Instagram.com slash WrestlingCheers. Email, if you so choose to desire, Cheers at gmail.com. And like I said earlier in this show, please rate, review, and subscribe. you are ever listen to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. And all of those links can be found through the link tree link in the podcast notes. Check out our podcast friends such as Pod Van Dam, Super Fantastic Podcast, It's Evolution Baby, The IndieCast, Sobros Network, Biff Radio, GameWorks Podcast, Pop- Bob Jitsu, Power Driver Podcast, Fully Posable, Positively Pro Wrestling, Indie Wrestling Guide. If you catch my grift, at odds with wrestling, marks with mics, juggalo rewind, X over, this ends at prom and porch talk, and check out our other non podcasting friends such as The Mystery Men, Redline Radio, Mouse's Wrestling Adventures, VHS Party Tonight on Instagram, Danger Zone Video in Juliet, Tennessee, Heart of Gold, Toy Hyatt Toy Show, Time Capsule Toys, Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, JCP Designs, Midwest Territory, Southern Underground Pro, and the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, and beware of Ziggy. Later.